0: Adam Ritz.
1: I'm Adam Ritz. Today, the Adam Ritz Show is on campus at Twin Lakes High School, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for that support and that applause. That means so much to us. Uh, We are broadcasting here today talking about Social media responsibility using your devices and your phones in a positive way to help humanity to help your own personal brand Uh, And we need a volunteer right now to come up for an interview And what I'm looking for is the first person here in the audience that wants to come up here and read your last three tweets on the air Who wants to read your last three tweets on the air? And I've got all day. This is a half hour show. And don't, don't write three new tweets right now. You're writing, you're writing three new tweets right now. Your last three tweets. You wanna do it? Okay. Now the people humming and hemming and hawing.
2: We're logging in right now.
1: Okay, let them log in. Let me just tell you.
3: the Dance Marathon account.
1: You know, as, as we said, who's going to read their last three tweets? Everybody's kind of looking around like, not me. I'm not doing it. No way. So that, uh, again, just to use the word broadcast, in the world of your Twitter and social media, when you write something... It's the exact same thing as what this young man's going to do right now. What's your name? Eli Trivett. All right, Eli Trivett's going to read his tweets on National Syndicated Radio. That is exactly what you're doing every time you post something. Every time you send a picture, every time you send a link, you might as well just be doing it on the Jimmy Fallon show on National TV. So, here's uh this
2: is That's Twitter? her
1: Okay. Okay.
2: What's
1: your name? My name's Eli. Okay. <laughs> So Eli, uh, your last three tweets.
2: I retweeted my French teacher, Mr. Bailey. It says Quand il fait beau, j'aime faire du footing, take French. I uh, retweeted Twin Lakes Dance Marathon and Dance Marathon and our art teacher. But my last tweet was a YouTube video.
3: Link. Oh no, this might be scary. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. What is it?
1: It's loading.
2: Probably a song or a video. You want to video.
1: take it back? I don't know what the, what's going to load oh, here. Oh, load. What? Oh, that's her phone. She doesn't He's want your, your, your video on her phone.
2: I retweeted a picture saying, Study for, studying for A push, if you're not crying, you're not doing it right.
1: <laughs> All and, right, one, one more.
2: Elizabeth Soto tweeted me a picture of the jar, and I said it was not the right lid for a jar that she sent me.
1: So Eli... Nice job. I mean, you're talking about Dance Marathon and raising money for children and some funny stuff about a jar. Let's have a round of applause for Eli. (laughs) Nice job. Yeah, when you tweet, you're broadcasting this information to a national audience. Now, I'm just uh, gonna walk back here to the back row. Sometimes uh, somebody in the back row maybe doesn't want their tweets read on the air. You want your tweets right on the air? No, he's like, no way. Are these bad? Are you setting me up for disaster? I don't need to get in trouble. Not that bad? Not that bad? Not that bad. Okay. Oh, no. What's your name?
3: Uh, hey, I'm Danielle. All right. <laughs> I need you to censor Please, this please, to
1: please this. Lord, make this okay.
3: I need you to this. Uh, can you actually like, censor this tweet real quick? Is that okay?
1: How am I going to censor it? Oh, you want me to read it? Not out loud. Which one?
3: That one right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's between you and the tattoo. <laughs> but let's have a round of applause for the bravery. Thank you. All right, so. And by the way, that's the last time I'm ever going to the back row. <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for working and volunteering with us to showcase how important social media responsibility is. It is just like broadcast media, just like this radio show. Give yourselves one more round of applause. Thank you so much. Twin Lakes High School.
0: The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. We
1: thank you for listening to The Adam Ritz Show on Twitter. Uh, You can follow us, give us uh, your questions, comments, concerns, it's at Adam Ritz, and we move along with our next guest, Anthem Flint. Anthem, hello and welcome to the show. Howdy, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and I get so excited meeting guys like you from so many different angles. A lot to talk about with Anthem Flint. Uh, You're an entertainer, uh, a magician. Um, uh, You know, we're proud to call this the most compelling, interesting public affairs show in America because we really bring on entertaining, interesting people to talk about their charity work throughout the country. Uh, You do some amazing stuff at children's hospitals we'll get to in a second. Uh, But as a magician, uh, tell me what your forte is. I see on, on your, I have your business card in my hand. You're a
2: psychic, a mentalist, an empath. What is an empath? Well, you know, where a mentalist is somebody who reads minds, an empath is somebody who reads hearts. They're more of a sentimentalist. There's somebody who takes on the feelings and emotions of other people so that they can understand them in a deeper way. That's something that I really wanted to dedicate myself to because I didn't just want to make people go, wow, and I didn't want to just impress them. I wanted to leave an impression on them that would stick with them forever and make them feel happy, positive things. Okay, so... Mentalist,
1: uh, I might—I I didn't even see that on your card that just popped. I apologize for mentioning you were a mentalist. You are not a mentalist. Mentalist would be someone that could name what's in your pocket. Exactly. Uh, empath, you are an empath. You can tell somebody um, something a little more personal, maybe somebody in their family, maybe their favorite uncle who's on the other side of the country, some connection
2: they have in the room through their heart and their emotions. Precisely. And um, one of those things that is wonderful about being an empath is the ability to not just tell people things like that that's very interesting but things that's going on right now in their life like if they have a question about their future that they've always wanted the answer to like will i make more money this year will i get married and stuff like that and i love to see all these walks of lives come with all their problems and lay them down on the floor so that you know they realize that with their hands open and when they let go of all these problems they have enough room left in their palms for a gift and i hope that i'm the one that gets to give that gift to them
1: that is incredible.
2: So I got to ask you for uh, one of these,
1: for a success story right now, and it doesn't have to be today or yesterday, or just in the last few months, uh,
2: somebody, some interaction you've had with somebody where this has happened. Well, I, um, I recently have been doing a lot of schools uh, and doing inspirational speaking at these schools, and I love the ability that this has given me to work with young people and to inspire them and to give them a lot of guidance and I love that moment when you look in their eyes and they say please it's a weird feeling but you look at someone and you know they're saying please and when you're able to walk up to that person and when you're able to tell them the thing that they need to hear that lets them know everything's gonna be okay it gives me the best feeling in the world knowing that I made an impression on that person's life and they can let go of that worry moving forward knowing that everything's gonna be alright and so this last year, I've had more and more opportunities to do that all over the world. I just got back from Blackpool, England, where I got to do that, and it was an absolutely wonderful experience to be able to bring so much light into the world.
1: That is amazing. Um, but if I were to put you on the spot, uh, w- would you need um, time, time, um, you know, a dark room, your crystal ball, could, can you do this stuff on the spot? And I don't need you to get, uh, specific with me, but let's say if I'm thinking of, of a problem or an issue I have in my life, if you said something generic right now that I can confirm that, oh my gosh, you really nailed it. So I'm thinking of an issue in my head right now that I'm having,
2: um, in my personal life. Um, what, I guess, what would you say? wonderful uh, for you to ask this. Now, and this is something that I've worked on a lot because many people who do what I do go to uh, tarot cards or their crystal ball. Exactly. Well, one of the things that I've recently learned to do is read palms. Could I see your hand? Now, looking at this, I see that this is your left hand, and the left hand represents what's going on in the future and not what's going on right now. So the first thing I see is your heart line, your head line, and your life line. Your life is very deep and very clear, and I see a lot of um, vitality and enjoying life. I see a lot of, you know, having a love of life. As for your your headline here, one, it's a little, it, it's little bit split away from your lifeline, which senses that you're thinking about moving somewhere and stuff like that, or maybe you're becoming less and less of a homebody. Now, I also see, though, that this curves up right under your middle finger and forks off. This is called a physical heart line, and it's because it's here that suggests to me that you can be a bit selfish but that's not a bad thing because that selfish nature has taught you that in order to take care of other people you have to first take care of yourself and I'm able to tell just by looking at you that you are a healthy guy and you do take care of yourself so what I would say looking at all of this your destiny line as well is here it does have a break in it which suggests that there was a recent change in in mind for you there was something that you wanted to do And all of a sudden, when you started doing that, it changed something about your perception on the world. But thinking about the problems, I will say this. The decision-making, to keep it as general as possible, not to embarrass you or anything like that, to keep it as general as possible, I would say that right now you're at this fork in the road. And you're making decisions. And last year, I know, was a lot of ups and downs and a lot of new changes and, and challenges. What I would say is that as you stand at this fork in the road... Use your intuition. Balance your head and your heart. I know you, ba- you fight a lot between your head and your heart. Your head says this, and your heart feels different, and then they fight. Uh-huh. I want you to know that your intuition is stronger than you give it credit for. And no matter how far you go down one road, you can turn around and try the other as long as you don't burn your bridges, and that's something that you've struggled with in the path. And I'm, I, I, I know that that's something that I've struggled with as well. So I want you to remember that in the end, you have the secret inside of you. You have the answer inside of you. And if you follow your intuition and you don't let your mind get in the way, you don't let your over-emotionality get in the way, I sense that you're going to have a lot of success moving through this problem.
1: Okay, for our listeners, you need to know, um, he nailed it. Uh, right on the head. I've I've got uh, personal contacts, friends, mentors, uh, people I look up to. Who, and again, my issues aren't. It's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. But there's some issues. I mean, I'm I'm a middle aged guy. There's life is hard. We've all got issues. We've all got problems. So all of my friends are telling me just stick with your gut, stick with your intuition, do what you know is right. Don't let outside influences change what you're doing. Stick with your intuition. That's what people are saying to me that know me and know this issue. We've just met and you
2: nailed it. So I'm a little freaked out right now. (laughs) Well, I I hope that, um, that moment that, that a little bit of fear of, Oh my gosh, this guy who doesn't know me knew to what to say. I hope that that's, um, a memory that will build faith in yourself because of the impossibility of this moment just goes to show that nothing is impossible.
1: And I do, um, the only thing that you um, might have cheated on was, um, whether you knew or didn't know, I'm from Indianapolis, um, we have awful winners, and this last February was horrible, and it would be um, not that big of a trick to guess that I want to move. I want to move to a beach. I want to be in 80 degrees every day. So I'm going to take that off the table. That wasn't that impressive. Unless you did, you know, I was from
2: Indianapolis. Well, I I, I might have heard you say that, but I didn't think about okay, that. Okay, because I, I want
1: to move, man.
2: Yeah, there's you know, I was just looking <laughs> at um, at what I I have here to work with. You know, there's there are things that would suggest it, especially if we were to look at your right hand. Oh, okay. You here know, you I see that if you look here, you see how these lines are more formed together than these ones? Yeah. See, that suggests that you're moving away right there. So I'm not just throwing out random guesses or using information previously gathered. It's one of those oracles, and that's why it's been around for 3,000, 4,000 years. You yeah, know? That's awesome.
1: Can you can you look at a line on my hand and tell me if I'm going to get a condo or a house on the beach or a canal? Can I have a boat?
2: <laughs> well, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Hmm. Well, what I see... Oh, this is great. Here's what I'll say, all of them is possible, but right now there's been two destinies that you've had all the way through your life, especially from when you were young and they've come together and now they're starting to form this one path. Remember to not neglect the other because one of them's going to bring you money and the other one's going to bring you connections together. That's going to give you the possibility to be able to do more than one of those things. I sense that the beach house and the boat is actually really a strong combination for you that... Is there a certain state that you're thinking of moving to? Oh well, yeah, Florida. Florida. Okay, okay. Um, I sense that that's a really great possibility for you. Do you have friends in Florida? Yeah, my, well my parents uh, live there. They're retired. Okay, yes, and they've been telling you about it, and of course a little bit of envy has grown about oh, yeah. that. Yes, and, and I think um, you know that seasonal depression of living in somewhere like Indianapolis might What definitely make you want to live there, and I sense that that's probably where you're gonna end up. All right. I and when I have my housewarming party, you are invited.
1: All right. Anthem Flint is our guest. We're having a lot of fun uh, with his talents and his skill as a empath and um, an entertainer, a magician, uh, an illusionist. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen you perform at the Illusionarium. You do fantastic stuff. Real quick uh, before we get to your work with children's hospitals, uh, tell us about your
2: performance. Well, I, um, I was lucky enough when I was really young to see my first magic trick and get really interested in it. And when I was about seven, eight, nine years old, I saw a guy named Losander. And he did this most amazing act. And I was lucky enough to meet him after the show and actually become his student. So now in the Illusionarium, I carry on his legacy and still perform his act to bring magic into the world in uh, the visual sense that he did that inspired me in so many ways. And so I'm very lucky to be able to do that here at what is really one of the best magic venues in the entire world. And, okay, so you're per- so this
1: other guy, it's his act. You're per- that's making me think in my world of uh, radio and contracts and um, copyright laws. I mean, is this, is he, is his act, is this a copyright that he has under his wing that he's allowing you to perform? If somebody else performed it without his consent, could he sue them? Is this something that you're uh,
2: like an apprentice? I mean, this is kind of interesting. I had no idea that magic was like this. Yes, it's very much so an apprentice uh, student kind of relationship. And I've been working with him for, f- gotta be, five years nonstop on this on this act and all of his magic. And he, he's basically like my second dad. He's my magic dad. And, and so, yes, it is copyrighted. Unfortunately, with magic, you know, you can't copyright the methods and stuff like that because then you have to reveal them. So what we can do is we can copyright it as a dance or a performance. Recently, Teller from Penn & Teller, was successful in suing someone for stealing his act. And we were very proud to hear that he was able to pull that off. And um, so, yes, there's a legal side to it. And luckily, I'm under a contract that says I'm totally able to do the act and legally able to do the act.
1: And then uh, one of the most amazing things about what you just said, I know this, my listeners don't yet. You're 19 years old now. You've been doing this with your mentor or what would you call him, yeah, he would be my mentor your mentor since you were you said five years since you were fourteen, so fourteen year olds are in eighth grade, ninth grade, you know playing in the dirt and sand, playing video games you what you're fourteen and you're like you're in the adult world of uh performance art, and I mean contracts,
2: copyrights, mentors apprentice uh, tell me about that being fourteen well. You know, when I was young, my dedication was to be the best at something, and I picked up concert piano, um, guitar, bass, drums, and all the instrumentals. I went into musical theater. I went to opera. I went into as many fields as I possibly could, and I started to whittle away at them until I settled on really the things that make me happy is magic, mentalism, and hypnotism falls under that as well, and music. You know, music, mentalism, and being on stage and helping people were really what became my forte so I dedicated myself to be the best to touch as many people as possible and I shot for the moon knowing that even if I missed I would still land among stars
1: that's a great saying. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And this isn't even
1: really part of why I brought you on the show. We were going to talk about your work with children's hospitals. Uh, but now we've also added uh, ins- an inspirational story of, of how a young person can work hard at a young age to make their dreams come true. And I know you've got bigger dreams than than where you are today at age 19. But um, if you're sitting around your house and you're 16 years old and you're like, what am I going to do with my life? I mean, you got to look at a guy like this, like like Anthem Flint, and and know that there are dreams out there and, and hard work, and you can attain those goals. 19 years old, that's fantastic. Uh, so now on to your work with children's hospitals. Um, from, from my side of the fence, not knowing anything about magic uh, or your performance arts or dealing with children, i got to just believe that that just magic makes me smile. It makes me smile. It makes everybody smile. So you walk into a children's hospital, some of these kids are having a bad time. They're having a bad day. They're having a bad go out of it. Whether it's that day or or months leading up to that day, you have the opportunity to go in there
2: and at the lowest level just make them smile. Exactly. That was one of the things that I loved about being in the Society of Young Magicians, which is a a, a kind of a subpart of the Society of American Magicians, where we were all a bunch of young people that were brought into one room, and there was a guy at the front of the room, and he taught us magic, and he said, Now, listen... We're going to go to the children's hospital, and we're going to entertain these kids. And the reason why we were doing that, he said, is the same reason that I'm going to say, and it's absolutely true. The whole point of magic is that it shows people something that is completely impossible. There's no law in physics that says that a table can float. There's no law in physics that says that things can automatically disappear and reappear because matter cannot be destroyed. It can only be converted. And so we show things that are absolutely impossible. And when we show things that are not related to this earth, to this world, it takes these people that are so locked inside of the world you know that they're sick, they're ill, they're trapped in their bodies that are not working. you know there were oftentimes kids that had gone through chemotherapy and had their IVs dripping during the show. you know they were sick, they were really sick kids, and for a moment, they got to forget about all of that. they got to go, wow, there's something bigger than than just this and For even, you know, 20, 30 minutes, however long that show was, they got to sit there and go, I've I've forgotten about my illness. And there were times when kids were too sick to come down to the show or whatever, and that was one of my favorite things, was we would go up to their rooms, and we would do a private show just for that kid. And it was amazing to come in and see this kid cough, and he's sick, he's very ill, And then by the end of that show, it looked like he was completely full of energy. And he's like, wow, I I never imagined any of those things to happen. How did you do that? That was just beautiful. And that was something that really stuck with me. Like, Like I said, you know, I like to go into inspirational speaking and psychic readings. The reason why was because I saw how much I could help people. And we all have the opportunity to do this, whether it's for children's hospitals, whether it's for homeless shelters. We have the opportunity to make a lot of magic happen, not just through doing tricks, but through anything that we do to help them. And so... I just love being able to take people out of the world for just a moment and have them say, wow, I forgot about all of that for a minute. I let go of it. I set it down yeah. and took on magic,
1: and, and I love and, you it. You know, what I heard you say there was uh, you're taking them out of that world, showing them something impossible that is possible. Now you leave the building. You leave the hospital, and they go back into their world, and they're thinking about making the impossible possible and if that means getting healthy and walking on two feet out of that children's hospital they think it's possible now after they see you make the impossible happen that's so cool
2: yeah and I mean I've I've um, I've been in relationships um, with, with people that are very ill and they were told that they're gonna die and they've they got through it and I asked them I was like well how did you get through it were you given a medication what was it And said I just didn't stop I dedicated myself to thinking that I could get better and I did And if I can show them that the most impossible thing, the biggest goal in the world is achievable, if I can show them that the doctor could be wrong, that you could make a magic trick happen, and you could get through this, if I give them the dedication to do it, if I give them the inspiration to do it, that's my job. I want to make them believe that they can make this impossible magic trick happen, and they can get better. And that's... um, Something that I'm really, really proud to have been a part of is the children's hospitals in Denver, Colorado, and in that area I did a lot of that, and I was really happy to see the changes that I put in people's lives.
1: Yeah, I can see it on your face. I mean, even you're, you're smiling now, um, just talking about it. So it's a great reminder for all of us, me included, our listeners, to uh, use your talents, use your skill to make somebody else smile, to make their day brighter, to give them hope. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. I've seen you perform uh, at the Illusionarium. You're awesome at what you do at such a young age. I, I can't wait to see where your career goes and follow you. Uh, can we and our listeners follow you on some digital platforms, your websites, your Twitter? Yes, absolutely.
2: I do have a website. It's com. but you can also find me on Twitter, at Anthem Flint, and Facebook as well. Please feel free to go ahead and find those and like them and follow them, and um, and check out some of my videos on YouTube as well if you want to see a little bit of what I do in the real world. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's fun to hear from you guys, and I would love to see you guys on the social media platforms.
1: Awesome. I'm, I'm Your videos from your performance are on YouTube? Mm -hmm. Anthem Flint. If you search Anthem Flint Magic on YouTube or just Anthem Flint on YouTube and you'll see your videos. Yeah. Not even just on YouTube. Just go on Google and they'll show up. Yeah. Yeah. I highly encourage our listeners uh, to do this. Anthem Flint. Spelled exactly the way you're hearing it. Anthem Flint. Thank you so much
2: for coming on the show and sharing your talents with us. Absolutely. I'm very glad to have done this for you and I had a lot of fun doing it.
0: You can catch up with the Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at AdamRitzShow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show, or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. And we push on from Centenary College in Louisiana.
1: I'm Adam Ritz and our special guest is William Walker. Hi, William. How are you? Doing great. Glad to be here, Adam. I am uh, so happy to have you on board today to talk about... Um, Well, I guess awards and uh, student leadership and accolades and community service and money raised and awareness, Uh, we are at a regional national conference for your organization, the Kappa Alpha Order. Uh, Real quick, it's a national uh, organization, fraternity, coast to coast. And uh, do you work with the headquarters
3: or are you a regional guy? I do. I work for the headquarters staff, doing alumni engagement, trying to recruit more advisors, more alumni chapters, and really to get more people involved to help our undergraduates become better men. And it's that Southern gentleman. And I can hear it in your voice. I love the Southern Accent? Where? Where'd you grow up? Grew up in Mississippi. Went to Mississippi State University. Graduated a couple of years ago. Um, always felt close to home there, and just just loved it. So Mississippi. State. Oh yeah. Did Did I say that right? Yeah. There's only two S's in Mississippi. It's Mississippi, not Mississippi.
1: Mississippi State. There you go. All there right. You Do go. I sound like a northerner to you? Uh, you? You got a little bit in there. I mean, does that, so your southern accent to me means that you sound like a southern gentleman. Does my northern accent to you sound like I'm a northern
3: uh, jerk? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of the opposite of a gentleman.
3: Well, as they say in Louisiana, our sister state, um, anyone north of I-10 is a Yankee, so. So yeah, I'm a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right,
1: well, we're at this regional conference, and
3: you're giving out awards today, and I wanted to highlight
1: one of your, your uh, chapters, maybe even a few specific names within the chapter. What have they done to win this award? What's the award called? Uh, enlighten us with this awesome social awareness and philanthropy projects that
3: you guys are part of. Okay. Um, I'll highlight two chapters in specific. Is One is University of Oklahoma. They, they will get the most outstanding hours per man award, which they had Um, a total of 5,744 hours, which is 62 hours per man in the chapter. And that's throughout the year, different community service events they've done, whether it be just cleaning up trash on the highway, mentoring young children, um, you know, all kinds of events like that. And the other would be the um, chapter at LSU, Louisiana State University, which they raised over $13,700 for MDA, which is our Muscular Dystrophy Association, our national philanthropy. Um, and that was through several different projects, just a lot of great work, a lot of time put in by the gentleman at the chapter there.
1: Thirteen grand from LSU, Kappa Alpha, for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And we cover a lot of philanthropies, uh, a lot of campuses coast to coast. And uh, I mean, if you raise a dollar, that's great. If it's 1000 bucks, that's great. Whatever it is, it's great. Uh, it's few and far between when we hear of, of a group of guys, a single chapter, raising a five-figure checks. So 13000 for MDA, that's awesome. And they had, that's through the course of the year,
3: different projects, different activities? Yeah, it definitely, and that's they build that up over time. So it's not just they throw one event and try to raise a lot of money and get donations. They actually go out and have several events throughout the semester, really to recruit people, raise awareness for it, not just money. In fact, there's another um, interest group in Arkansas, not even a chapter yet, they just want to become a K chapter. They raised $5,000 last year just to show that they're really committed to it, committed to the cause, and want to help out. Gee.
1: Okay, well, LSU, huge, obviously uh, in the Southeastern Conference football. LSU, uh, the what is it? The the Bayou Bengals, Bayou is it called? The Tigers, the LSU Tigers. Uh, do you think that maybe helps a campus, or, or I'm sorry, helps a, a chapter be able to do more things to raise more money having a, a high profile campus like that with such a high profile team?
3: I think it does.
1: Um... I mean, I got to think that at, at a small school without that. Football Saturday mentality and the pomp and circumstance of the band and everything—it might be a little harder to get something involved, get the campus involved to help you raise money for for your group. That's just my thought.
3: It all ties together. Um, KA is definitely a stronger presence there because it's a big chapter, big school, the SEC. Everyone wants to go to that school. They want to be a KA. There's a legacy there to it. Uh, about sixty-two man hours per
1: member is what they mm-hmm. performed in community service over the course of the semester, two semesters. Yes, two semesters. Two semesters to win this award for the man hours. Does the community service count, let's say, if a member, not that this happened, but if a member gets a DUI and now the court mandates that they have to do 150 community service hours, do those service hours count?
3: Would I w- they? I would think they still would because he is still doing service for the community and he is a member of the organization. But hopefully they're doing those without that. And I, I know the, the men at University of Oklahoma are very good guys and hopefully won't have those kind of problems. But so
1: we're not saying that the guy, all the guys at Oklahoma State all had DUIs and that's why they won this award. That is, that's correct. They, they did not all
3: have, <laughs> have DUIs. They did it out of the good of their hearts because they knew it was the best thing. for them. Not only to help the community but also help themselves realize – what kind of difference they can make
1: well it's all about making a difference you know I know a lot of times uh, we're reluctant to highlight and showcase and give awards and accolades because that's not why we do it that's not why you get involved with your campus that's not why you get involved with a charity but on this radio show we like to point that out so that uh, everybody else listening, me included, are inspired to get up off the couch and go help out. So William Walker from Kappa Alpha, we thank you for your time. Wish you the best of luck. uh, And uh, when I'm in Mississippi, next time I'll look you up. Did I say that right?
3: Glad to have you. You're welcome to Hospitality State anytime.
0: The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.